Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Lalit Dhanu Show. And today I have with me a junior from my college who's an extremely self-made singer. And this person has done over a hundred stage shows just by the age of 22. Her recent song, "Walking Piece of Art," I must say, is truly a piece of art. You must check it out. And without further ado, let's welcome our very next guest, Vandita Narayan. Now, before I call her on stage, let me remind each one of you to make sure that you subscribe on the button below and leave a comment after you watch the entire section. Now, if you really like this episode, I want you to share this with all your music friends and all the ones who want to aspire to make a career in the music industry. So stay tuned. Hi, Vandita. Hello. Welcome to the Lalit Dhanu Show. And uh, first of all, I must say. We've been in the same college, but we've never spoken. <laughs> we've never had a conversation, and I'm so glad our first conversation in face is happening right here. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. How does it feel to be on the show? I'm really excited to be here because this is one of the first few um, things that I've accomplished lately. That is coming on a show like this. Uh huh. So it's a new thing for me. Awesome. So. I know it's a new thing for you but going on stage is not a new thing <laughs> at all. I have seen a lot of your videos. I have seen you perform really well especially in a lot of gigs that you keep posting on Instagram. So first of all, I want to ask you were you the same person that you are right now back in college especially during Jain times? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say so? Well, I'd say uh Jain College Vandita was not as confident as I am now. Okay. I don't think she would have believed in the work that she put into. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad she got through that phase and uh, this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know a lot has happened since then. I think it's about what six, seven years now yes, since yes. we moved on from that phase. Uh, I, I remember you know talking to my mother and I was telling her that I'm inviting a singer. to come and speak on the show and she was asking me to show some of your songs and i showed her the period song oh. and the moment i sh- showed it to her she was in absolute shock she's like two people even sing about it first but then after 5 or 10 minutes from that she was in absolute appreciation that you were so bold in doing it how did this whole period song thing happen to you uh well that was that project came as a surprise to me first of all mm-hmm. uh so there is this uh, media house called first action media uh, who had to work with this company called the peach for this so they were doing this campaign on my period story because let's face it uh, we do know how period is really uh, look the concept of menstrual cycle is really looked down upon and it's treated as a taboo mm-hmm. so an initiative like this was uh, done so that people would normalize this concept and mm-hmm. it would be easier for women to come together for a cause like this mm-hmm. so i was uh, referred uh, by a, a person by a friend and uh, i ended up being uh, the singer and the lady in the video <laughs> that's <laughs> nice and it was very um, oh, what do you say liberating rather mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was something new for me i was only doing uh, live music shows that time i hadn't started writing my originals much i just picked it up i was trying to learn and understand how things work and mm-hmm. this just this project just came on to my hands and you know they were like we want you to sing the song mm-hmm. and be a part of the video mm-hmm. so it i managed to learn a lot of detail that goes down behind uh, the recording of the song the shooting of the video a lot of the process through promotion and then the release mm-hmm. so it was one hell of a <laughs> week to get this together mm-hmm. 
Oh, I, I was assuming that it took more than a week, probably a month's time. Actually, it just took three days. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Really? Then I think you must be surrounded with a really skilled and talented team to put that across because yes. I don't think it was an easy job. It was not. I think the uh, lyrics was already written and once I was uh, called to the project, they helped me in understanding on how to express those emotions out mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, I can be a drama, a drama queen, but then <laughs> I'm not entirely... I wasn't prepared enough for the okay. being in front of the screen. Mm -hmm. So when they taught me how to, uh, you know, em emote rather, mm -hmm. and you know, be that bossy woman. Yeah. I learned how mm -hmm. to be more confident in yeah. myself and you know, go out there. So it was one hell of a week. Awesome. So, now here's the thing. I really like songs which can convey a story, a message. And the most important thing about this song I felt was every time, you know, it went on mute and you were speaking, right? Yeah. Like the conversation part of the song I felt was the best. And was it like all a part of the plan when you were making the song or yes, how was yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. It was already pre-planned all of it. Mm -hmm. And it was, they had asked me, you know, like, so when you're going to sing, you're going to have one emotion and then later you're going to pause suddenly mm -hmm. and then you're going to move towards talking and mm -hmm. then I had to learn how to get back from this phase back uh -huh. to the singing phase. Yes. So it was really challenging at first yeah. because we had Saad Khan, the director, oh. who uh, helped me with the who directed the video. Saad Khan was the guy uh, who works with Dana Seth, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And the director of the movie Humble Politician Nagraj. Correct. So he was the director of this video too. So. Mm -hmm. I had to stay serious and I had to laugh and you know, he was just like, yeah, imagine me in a dress, imagine me doing this and it just came out right there. Okay. I mean, I think you need somebody who can impromptu get the best yes, out of you. Yes. And I think a director or somebody like that is the guiding force there. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, I know it could be a little bit of a controversial song if you take it to the older generation, especially for women above 45 or 50, who generally don't talk about their periods or what it is to feel at that moment. Um, did you face any kind of criticism or did people say, why did you do this? I did in the beginning. I mean, this was something as nobody really spoke about it much and it was really looked down upon. Uh, you know, we had to hide and, you know, take our pads and, you know, uh, products while we were going through this without telling the other gender or mm -hmm, anything. Mm -hmm. But when this happened, they were like, we don't do that. Why, why are you being so <laughs> open about it? And But then in time, they understood as to why we need to normalize this. Because mm -hmm. let's face it, sometimes you do need to normalize it and mm -hmm. you do need, it's, it's a very normal process. It's a very, um, it's something that is very natural in nature. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. It took us, uh, it took them a while to come around to liking mm -hmm. what I did. Uh -huh. But then it went fine in the end. Uh, they did not disrespect me for it. Okay. Hell no, I <laughs> wouldn't take that. But, uh, you know, uh, we did have a conversation on that. They were like, are you sure the crowd prefers that? But it, surprisingly, the crowd was more, um, they reacted in a very positive manner, mm -hmm. which was which really ma made me happy and I was a little surprised because that was my first on-screen major project. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, I was a little scared. Maybe it might take a hit. Maybe it will be a hit and it was a hit. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I can just look at that song from an educational perspective and I think I can represent most of the men in India and say that we know that girls do go through periods. But to go through the emotion that a go girl goes through uh, that time 
I think was so well explained, so subtly put, and I think that video must have done a lot of justice in terms of acknowledging and making a lot of men aware as to what a woman can actually go through. Exactly. My favorite line of that song is when you end it towards the last, you say. Like I can do everything that a man could do, but oh, yeah. I could do that bleeding. I was like, "Whoa!" That was like a you know mic drop moment for me, and I think that was incredible. My mom had such a beautiful smile when she heard that line. I, I think it did all justice. So kudos to you. Kudos to everybody who worked on that song. It was absolutely bloody amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Now speaking of your songs, I also watched your latest one. Uh, walking piece of art. Uh, I got. I hope I got the name right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I also really liked how amazingly confident you were, despite all the color being splashed on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know how you could stay without like either. Uh, what do you say? Uh, Getting either you. You weren't blinking. You weren't like completely disturbed by the paint. You were so confident. You were in that element. I felt. How did that song go about? Well, in the beginning, it was an experimental genre because I've never worked on a future-based pop song like that. Mm -hmm. So I hit up uh, the producer Basic or mm -hmm. Harshit, mm -hmm. and he sent over a beat. He's like, "Try something out, you know, just give it a shot." Because it was during the second lockdown, okay. and I was super bored. And you know, when <laughs> artists are bored, they try to find new ways to create art. True. So when I wrote this song, I had a very different idea. It was very colorful in nature, just like the video turned out. And when the video was planned, in the beginning, I just thought let it just be the process of paints being thrown on my face. Let's keep it simple. But then, in the end, uh, a confidant told me to. He just put a worm in my head, saying maybe you might want to try something more than this. I mean, there's okay. no limit in art, right? Mm -hmm. Why are you limiting to one concept? And mm -hmm. uh, I ended up doing a lot more. Okay. And this is how the video turned out. Okay. And I just called a bunch of my friends. I'm like, bro, can you, uh, if you want to splash paints on my face, <laughs> all anger, just just go for it. You know, come. All the ones you had a fight with. Yeah, all the ones are pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and they came. They turned up on time, mm -hmm. and they really had a fun time backing the paint on my face. <laughs> I did not. I wasn't prepared for it entirely, but I knew what I was going to get into because okay. I told them, you know, it's okay. It's going to get into my mouth, my nose. It's going to go all over the place. It's fine. But let's do it. Okay. And It was uh, good, and it did hurt a lot during because I can only it. imagine, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But then, since the paints were a little diluted, the effect was less, the impact okay. was less. But I, I deserved all the pain. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I mean, was it easy to take them off? Because considering the amount oh, no, of pain, they paint, lasted for a few weeks. They lasted for a few weeks. <laughs> Jesus, I, I, did you have any social gatherings or something oh, arranged no. at that time? Thank God. Luckily no. <laughs> no, but I did have back-to-back -back shoots, so mm -hmm. I had to make sure to clean up my mess quickly. <laughs> I can only imagine the amount of mess that would have happened there. Oh yeah. The <laughs> after party, I handled the uh, cleanup also the set, so it was really fun, you know, clearing out the paints. I'm like, what was I thinking, man? It's all over the place, and yeah. I had promised my parents I wouldn't uh, splash paints on the walls. And what was, was happening in your house? Yeah, we have a studio apartment there, oh, so. Okay. Yeah, there's paints on the walls. Parents haven't gone there yet, okay. and I am going to. <laughs> maybe you can turn that into a walking piece of art, you know? Yeah, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely would be a surprise to them once yeah, they know. Yeah, true. <laughs> But I really like the song. I I really like uh, the meaning behind it. Now, one of the things that inspire me 
when I look at artists like you is I want to understand what is the motivation behind that song. Where did you find that inspiration from, right? Now, I want to know how did this come into picture? Like where where did you where do you usually seek inspiration and for this song where did you go? Oh, so inspiration can be taken from anything. Okay. Sometimes I take my mood swings, okay. sometimes I take my emotions into mm-hmm. action or the melody that just mm-hmm. turns up in my mind. But for this song, I wanted to try something different because I was being emotional in my previous tracks, but then I wasn't confident enough or maybe it doesn't portray uh, that way, but I felt it personally. So when I worked on this, I felt that maybe I should be a little more confident and you know bold in nature. Mm-hmm. And for the video, I I I'm usually a little conscious, body mm-hmm. conscious a bit. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's be a little vulnerable. Let's mm-hmm. just do it. Let's pull out a lot of imperfections mm-hmm. out there and turn it into a a colorful mess rather. <laughs> so that was one of the inspirations that I had. Um I was inspired by the idea of colors all over the place. Mm-hmm. So the color spectrum was where I had it had in mind. So when I created that complex character in the song, the line you bet that you're a walking piece of art, I took it literally and I also not only put that person or that character it's completely fictional by the way. So I not only did I take that person and give that um the definition of being mm-hmm. a walking piece of art i turned myself into a colorful mess too because of the person <laughs> impacting me so that was the idea that i had in mind so this is a very rough way of explaining how i wrote awesome. this awesome and does it also relate to your instagram bio which says all kinds of blue with a pinch of glitter uh, yeah you could say that because blue can mean two things okay. my normal lonely blues okay what play on my own song <laughs> and uh, also my love for the color blue i'm wearing blue for the matter awesome. and plus with a pinch of glitter i like to have some sparkle in my life okay so that's I like nice that. <laughs> <laughs> now um how was this collaboration you, you going back to your period song you had a wonderful collaboration with somebody like sat khan now was that collaboration something you were prepared for or what was your mental state of mind when that came your way i did not believe it was happening till the day of the shoot i thought maybe it was just uh so i at that time i was still starting out so i had a bit of a problem in believing in myself mm-hmm. so when i received this offer to work here mm-hmm. as a singer and to sing and be a part of it i did not believe it till the day of the shoot happened <laughs> i'm not even kidding i thought you know what maybe they will just get disappointed by the way i am and you know probably replace me with another singer <laughs> i don't know i cut my hair that week maybe my long hair uh, uh, attracted them now it's not going to happen because i look different and i just used to find ways to sabotage my own excitement mm-hmm. towards my small achievement right there okay. but then when i realized that it's actually happening i was like Well, okay. It's actually happening. Yeah. Girl, you got to calm down now. Yeah. And I also think such an experience in many ways kind of humbles you. Yes. Yeah, and you realize that there's such a far far road to travel. Yes, yes. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of a far road to travel, I want to ask you this. Did you ever think when you were in school, like by the time you'd reach 22, you'd do 100 stage shows? <laughs> What about that? Nope. I wouldn't I I never thought of it honestly. I did always have a feeling that I would be a singer because mm-hmm. I always imagined myself in a punk rock band, you know, <laughs> with all black boots, full tattoos and mm-hmm. you know, singing like a rock star, but I never imagined be actually making it happen because I thought maybe I wasn't cut out for it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But now brings me to the next question. When did this self awareness come about? Like, hey, I can actually go do it. Like, when did that moment happen? So this happened in 2017. There mm-hmm. was this thing called Under 25 Summit, if you've heard. Oh yeah, I've been there too. So at that time, I, I had a lot of stage fright. I was mm-hmm. really insecure about my vocals and everything. It was not that great because I hadn't. I'm not a trained singer, so. Mm-hmm. I, when I went over there, there was this open mic, and my friend, you know, pushed me onto the stage. Like, I don't care, you're singing and coming back. I know you want to do it. You know you want to do it, so just do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, wow. I hope I just don't crack on stage because I really cracked on stage in this competition few months before the event. And when I did that, luckily there was. good response and when it came to my turn of the open mic everybody turned up to that stage and i'm like holy shit there are like 100 people over here what the <laughs> hell i am not prepared for this mm-hmm. but i pulled it off i sang thinking out loud by ed sheeran and uh-huh. when i finished singing this person asked me for my autograph uh, and my uh, youtube channel and i'm just like i have never done any of this <laughs> i don't have a signature what are you talking about and That's what I, he was like. Then you should start working on something. You're you're really good at it. Then I realized maybe it's much more serious. Yeah. yeah, that's when I took it really seriously and became more aware that I am onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can definitely relate to you because I think I had a moment like that when I was about 18. So I remember I was a part of the, you know Jain College, right? right? So we have a lot of forums <laughs> and all of that. So I was a part of the science forum. I was just appointed head. I never thought I was deserving of it. So when I walked into a classroom for the very first time, I spoke with my heart out. Like I did not have a script, I did not have any plan as to what I wanted to say, but I spoke about a story where I really felt insecure. And there was one kid at the end of the bench who raised his hand and he said, "You know, if I join the science forum, will I become like you?" Wow. Right? I I think moments like this are the most powerful moments because even you haven't seen yourself in that light right and all of a sudden you see somebody who's actually looking up to you and seeking inspiration that's a life changing moment exactly <laughs> maybe i think we used to uh, i think we maybe i don't know if you can relate to this i think we have this phase where we beat ourselves up thinking we're not good enough hell yeah when we feel that we're not good enough and when suddenly somebody tells us no you are actually good enough yeah. you're better than yeah. what you think that's when yeah. you you know that is that glass breaking moment and Correct. then there's no limits <laughs> and boundaries that you've True. set earlier and i think i think the glass breaking moment actually happens when not just one but multiple number of people come because we are actually beings of doubt right we question everything that's happening around us and when it happens at least let's say about 3 to 4 times then you actually start crediting yourself and seeing that value that others see yeah exactly <laughs> now now vandita i want to also understand that i know you're not doing this as a full time profession right you're also working in a software company yes i hope i'm right on that yes Now, how are you managing both music and your work? I, I hate to use the word managing, but I still use it. So, how are you doing that? Well, it's quite a challenge actually. I spend uh, my week through with the main job that I have, mm-hmm. and on my weekends, I spend my time with music. So, I appoint my timings accordingly because through the week, as I'm working, I have decided to dedicate myself there. And during the weekend, since I have free time, I put this in. 
एंड आई थिंक अप टू द वर्क ऑफ वॉकिंग पीस ऑफ आर्ट आई लिटरली वर्क अप टू सेवन डेज अ वीक बैक टू बैक फॉर अबाउट टू थ्री मंथ्स एंड इट वॉज सो स्ट्रेसफुल ब्रेक ऑन वन संडे नॉट do this but yeah i that's how i do it i basically split my time accordingly so that i can give enough attention to it yeah now now the other thing that i really like about you is the fact that you did not just drop your hands on your job corporate job and say hey i'm going to pursue music right yeah. because i really feel especially when it comes to the word passion most people between 18 to 24 make this mistake right they immediately jump onto their passion and they think they're chasing something yeah. in the abyss but i also tell people that find yourself some amount of security simultaneously as you move on when you find validation when you find the evidence that you can actually take off exactly. is when you go independent right yes what do you think about this and what would you tell people who are trying to pursue their passion it's actually very subjective because i've seen people who have jumped into their passion and excelled amazing mm-hmm. amazingly and i've also seen situations that it hasn't entirely worked out because of how art is not taken so seriously over, over here and also i'm in that category who's <laughs> like you know what i'll play it safe man but yeah. if it, it it depends on the situation right there correct yeah because my parents were really supportive and they uh, i asked them it was a very difficult decision to make in the first place because i got the job right before the pandemic and it had to start 6 months later okay i thought i'd spend some time in music and figure it out they they said just do it but because if you keep your passion and treat it like one you will not want to search for any other escape mm-hmm. and if you keep this as your main job right away you will start looking for escapes immediately Okay. So I think you should just balance right now and then figure it out whichever you feel like. Mm-hmm. After a few years, it's up to you because <laughs> whatever you do, it's it's up to you. You're an adult that way. Correct. So that's how I did it. So my advice would be talk to your parents. <laughs> not entirely because some of them are not entirely open to art. Very true. Uh, but at the same time, understand as to how your returns are with respect to the art you make and the job you've taken up correct so if you feel that you can sustain from the returns from your art mm-hmm. then definitely go with it correct if not find another way find another way. yes because most people forget that they have they have rents to pay they have mouths <laughs> to feed and they got to take care of themselves financially yeah. right before you become independent as an artist i really believe you got to be financially independent yes yes because if that doesn't happen you 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 don't have the confidence to throw yourself in that abyss and say hey i at least have some money in my bank account or in my investments that can protect me exactly right yes. so i think what you said has a lot of validation there the second uh, point that i want to ask you is something that you said previously you said you aren't trained you aren't a trained professional right now i want to know is there a point where you're actually considering to get trained number 1 okay number 2 is if yes how much does a mentor play a role in an artist's life well for the first question if i'm planning to get trained yeah i'm actually considering it because i'm a bathroom singer i'm not <laughs> even kidding uh it started off with my mom i mean it started off with me singing in the bathroom my mom saying what will you shut up and up screaming and and then i fine tuned my vocals i try to understand okay if i sing like this it sounds bad but as if i sing like this just like the i used to imitate the singers vocal modulation and understand how their skills were played out okay so when i did that i understood okay if i sing like this it sounds good 
So I had a bunch of artists that I'm uh, singers that I used to follow. Okay. So I have a I'm a mixed bag of all kinds of uh, it. What are some of them? Uh one would be Lana Del Rey. Okay. Halsey. Okay. Melanie Martinez. Okay. Uh Billie Eilish. Okay. Recently. Yes. And um I was also a huge fan of Green Day. My oh, Green God. Day. Jesus. That's <laughs> that's what got into me that's what got me into music. I think Boulevard of Broken Dreams and 21 Guns were like the songs <laughs> that I always went to. and i got them from my dad wow yeah so my dad i don't know how he had it maybe dumb luck but <laughs> but he had it anyway so i heard bolovar of broken dreams on the ca- in the car and that's when i was really hooked on to it right i i actually knew bolovar of broken dreams right when i was small but i didn't know it was from green day okay i i discovered them again mm-hmm. with their latest uh, at that time it was uno dos Tray, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tray, so whatever it's called. Yeah. So when I heard that, then when I traced back to the song, like holy shit, it's this band. <laughs> okay, wow. And the singer's really cute. So yeah. <laughs> was really obsessed for it. I also think that song. I can easily put my hands and say was the song of the generation. Definitely, definitely. That one and smack that. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes, that was actually one of my first few English songs that yeah. I really learned yeah, properly yeah. when I was a child and I didn't even know what it meant and I'm like, smack that and I'm just like, oh shit. Maybe I was a bit of a pervert back in the day. Yeah, happens a lot of times, right? When you're in college, you're just you know the lines, you know the music, you know the artist, <laughs> but you don't know the meaning. Exactly. <laughs> Now, getting back to one question that I asked. If you if you actually consider going professional, Do you think having a mentor as an artist is very important? Well, yes. Uh given that you don't turn them into your everything. Okay. So, the thing about being an artist also is that you're independent in your work. Mm-hmm. So, when you have a mentor, you don't just uh get guided by their uh, ideologies and their skills. I feel maybe a bit of advice once in a while is good. Correct. but you don't have to entirely turn into another person just because their ideologies don't fit to yours correct so you could have a mentor given that you know where to draw the line as to your ideas correct and and, and it also i think what you're trying to even say is as you're protecting yourself it's very important to safeguard that authentic self of yours yes and simultaneously to add on i think most people who are watching this should also understand that Sometimes you need not just have one mentor. Yeah. You can have a mentor for different phases of your life. Definitely. Right? Yeah. And especially if you're looking for somebody who's good with finance, I'm I'm sure many artists today no matter how great they are, end up going broke or end up losing a lot of money or don't know how to even get money on signed on a contract or something like that and eventually learn the lesson and get to do that. Yeah. That that is actually a very scary thing <laughs> because yeah, it's like you're walking on a line right there and if you just miss a step or just not place your foot exactly on the line, mm-hmm. you just fall off and okay. Okay. It's a mess to get back up there. Correct. So you have to be extremely careful and also have people that you trust around trust, you yeah. for you know how you work on your things. Yeah. Because you don't want people to take your art and then you know misuse it just because you trust them with it. Yeah. Watch straight so. out of Compton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I I, I was I, I I've watched a lot of these movies. One thing that I also understand is that a lot of times the artist could be the producer of that art, but at the end of it. every other piece of control could be in that other person's hand managing you yeah right and i think it's so important to be in the right hands at the right time at the right place exactly yep so moving on i want to also understand uh what 
what is your next plan what are you thinking of for the next few years because like i said you were juggling between a couple of things that's your corporate work and your singing are you planning to take singing completely what's what's your ideology my goal right now is to uh, fill my own world into my own music and mm-hmm. create a nice place for people to vibe along with uh-huh. and um, for me my own songs are very personal to me because i do not try faking you know my emotions out there i'm very authentic with my, whatever i write whether it's garbage whether it's nice <laughs> it's personal to me i do yeah. not have personal favorites yeah. it's hard to decide mm-hmm. so yeah i would probably just go along with that for mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and then see where it goes because it's hard to tell right now to <laughs> decide as to uh, picking one full career mm-hmm. i'll probably see maybe i might do excel really well in it that and keep this on the side maybe i'll do really good at this and mm-hmm. take music up entirely okay so it's a huge <laughs> uncertainty so mm-hmm. let's keep it that way i think i think that's the ability of a true champion to to really stand confident in the face of uncertainty because you can't be certain no matter how good you are because i'll tell you recently i was watching uh, kenneth sebastian's uh, uh, podcast and you know for for a guy like Kenny Sebastian who's so accomplished in his podcast with i think uh, Kanan Gill or uh, Biswa he says even at 31 you and i aren't able to figure out what's next <laughs> yes. right so i think it's quite hard when people want are entitled to figuring out the whole thing like hey at 25 if i'm really good at music i know what i'm going to do for the rest of my life yeah. so i really like your answer on that one now now i also want to ask you on the other flip side you've done 100 shows that means you have 100 different experiences with different people now how do you think an artist let's say if i'm 18 or 19 or 20 how do how can an artist as young as me make some money if i'm if i want to make money in singing or any art form what are some of the rules or some simple tips that you can give them like these are the must knows that you should know well be in that uh, in that category i would say art is 10% of your work in music and 90% marketing i actually came across this post uh, recently you don't go with bro my song will do its own it will do its own recognition yeah it doesn't work that way you need to cause enough waves for it in order to push it forward Correct. because Correct. if you just put out your work there nobody is going to entirely notice so you got to like make it more visible like <laughs> share it to people around find ways to uh, push forward push it find ways to push your music ahead and also create a nice uh, uh, what do you say PR Mm-hmm. and be good with uh, you know interacting with people as to why you're doing this correct stick to the trends because apparently social media prefers that <laughs> i hate it i hate the trends yeah and yeah, i'm with you you got to be creative that way yeah true and i don't know if you've seen my reels most of the reels that i do is just straight up content which has good information or good knowledge yes. but then i realize some of my other counterparts who are dancing and doing things <laughs> i'm like i cannot do that you know it's so hard for me to do that yeah yeah but speak of social media i also feel social media for our generation at least has been such a incredible neutralizer because back in the day people could not get discovered right there's no opportunity for somebody else to find you but today if you're on social media you have such a huge advantage compared to what people were 20 years ago that if somebody like for example i'm sure people noticed you because your sat khan himself or somebody yeah. noticed you because of your instagram or your youtube or one of these things right yeah 
What yeah. do you think about social media in as a role of in an artist's life? Social media is a very crucial uh, tool that you can use in order to push your artwork. It is it it can be a a boon or a curse. Mm-hmm. Like boon or a bane, whatever it's called. <laughs> Bro, I, I suck at <laughs> the words. So yeah, it could either be a blessing or a curse. Okay. <laughs> no, I think it's been a great blessing for for you in many ways. But I also should tell you that as you climb that little ladder of success, one step at a time, your your curses also do definitely increase. It builds increase. up at the same time. So, Because day by day, many artists are coming out there, putting their work, content and or art. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible to say content, you know, for an artist. <laughs> yeah. So when they put out their art over there, uh, it seems like a sen- uh, it seems like it brings in a sense of competition between these artists, mm-hmm. which is a bad thing because you're not supposed to be competitive. Yeah. I'm hella competitive only with myself. Correct. Like, I, if I I'm very uh, I look at my releases and be like, what does this miss? Uh, I I think about what this release is missing, and then I'm like, no, have I done this better here? And then Correct. have I done this? If have I taken the next step? Am I better? So I'm very competitive with myself. I think that's the best way to go exactly. because because if you're looking at somebody else out there, that person could be gifted financially better, yeah. or with their vocals much more experienced, or they might have a really good network around them to promote their shitty music. You yes. cannot judge <laughs> how you could beat them, but like you said. the greatest of people have always found their ultimate competition to be themselves exactly and if you could be just i always tell my students this okay in my class if you could be just 1% better than yourself every single day in a year you're 365% better than what you were a year ago wow that's actually very thoughtful <laughs> <laughs> and i also think it does make sense because all these small steps a journey of a thousand miles does begin with one step and as you continue in this journey all of those will come through so speaking of that journey i want to understand what is some of the hardships or let's say some of the tough times that you've gone through in your life uh because we we know that you know you're on that journey you're trying to balance things you're a, you're a, not just a good singer you're turning out to be a great singer right now now how do how do you say about the struggles in the not so rosy parts of your life uh that would go back to people that i was in an environment where the people around me told me that i couldn't sing for shit <laughs> well they okay. weren't really lying i was really bad back then i'm not going to lie but when i was willing to learn they would discourage me why are you even trying you're wasting your own time and you're wasting our time also mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i had to pick my battles accordingly and mm-hmm. there was a lot of hate mm-hmm. not going to lie and also the fact that when i did these live music shows i had to come home really late at night mm-hmm. so that is a challenge to unfortunately mm-hmm. safety is a concern mm-hmm. uh apart from that the normal hate from social media the bullying the how do you how do you get through these things because see you and i at least we have grown up at least for the early stages of our childhood without social media yeah and by the time we came to our 11th and 12th is when we started seeing glimpses of it yeah and degree we were completely into it but today's generation especially if somebody is in their high school right now and who's 16 social media is in their dna right, right? there yeah what would you say about cyber bullying or social media bullying for for kids like them honestly it sucks nobody it does. deserves it truly does. to be bullied <laughs> nobody deserves to be harassed so when you take a feel like this you got to be very strong headed because you're going to face a lot of it correct or even existing rather you're <laughs> going to face a lot of it so you got to be strong headed regardless and not take it to your heart 
I know sometimes it, stri- it strikes few chords and you know it makes a person who is sensitive it affects them really bad mm-hmm. and I think the only way to go about it is to you know call them out whoever is <laughs> taking you down like mm-hmm. you affect me I'm going to call you out right there mm-hmm. Okay, I can I mention some excruciating detail which is really Yes, please go on. I think this podcast <laughs> is about being authentic and let's yeah. go. So, I did receive couple of uh, unsolicited um, pictures mm-hmm. of a person's genitalia. Mhm. And I said mine is bigger than that and they me. <laughs> that's how I deal with it. So, that's how it worked for me. And I think a lot of us, especially our generation with what you said, aren't prepared for it. Uh, right no. we aren't prepared for it in any sense or manner but i think as the going gets stuff the tough gets going yes. and i think that's the only way you keep climbing the ladder of success yeah man that that's incredible <laughs> so so vandita i'm i'm super excited for what's next in terms of your career because i've been following you in terms of your music which is amazing and i look forward for you to become a full time music professional that's my dream for you wow <laughs> okay because i really think india requires more artists because art is nothing but emotion and human beings are nothing but beings of emotion exactly and we truly deserve to be in that uh, space and uh, all the very best thank you and i think it's been a fantastic journey thank you for coming on the podcast